make sure I'm not cutting the top of your head off. There we go. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> I'd hate to do that to I you. I wouldn't want the top of my head to be cut off. Alright, I wouldn't want to scalp you. Yeah, that's for sure. Alright, we'll get this up and running. It's good to see everybody here tonight. Hope everybody's having a wonderful week. Um, I know that we've had a good couple of days. Cold. Cold, but good. But good. And then, and we thank the Lord for that. I'm just going to get my mic. A little rough, what? Yesterday? Was it yesterday? Yesterday was, I had the ice all over everything. Yeah. Tell you what, kind of glad for a truck during the ice. Yeah. Yeah. I even took the road <laughs> Tuesday morning instead of my car. Glad I did. Okay, good. Everything looks and sounds good, as it can, anyways. Well, last week, we uh, talked about the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. We most certainly did. And, and this uh, week, we're going to have the other half of that. Yep, the indwelling and the infilling. And so we're going uh, to kick it off with one of our old favorites. And so far, the, the volume sounds pretty good. So right. uh, we're going to be doing There Is Power. In the blood. You've heard that one a time or two, I'm, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Old standby. And it fits so well here with these uh, empowering and indwelling uh, the Holy Spirit. Well, that's the only, only place there's power. Yes, amen. Spiritual power. All right, here we go. Just a little bit more. Certainly is. 
through the through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, we got the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, mm. and we get a bunch of those folks with the indwelling of the Holy Spirit together, uh, scripturally baptized, and we and uh, and member of the church, and we all get that empowering of the Holy Spirit. That's what we talked about tonight, Eddie. That's right. We we're going to be talking about that, and you know, uh, we had discussed the indwelling, as you said, and the infilling, and 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 the differences between them, but. You know, the empowering of the Holy Spirit is somewhat different. Yeah, you know, in the Old Testament, uh, the Holy Spirit empowered the prophets uh, to warn and, and to proclaim God's uh, will to the people. It empowered the priests to carry out the rules for worship, uh, and certain individuals were specially empowered to carry out some chore God had given them to do. Moses was empowered to deliver Israel uh, out of Egypt. Uh, Joshua was empowered to lead uh, Israel's army. Uh, Gideon, for instance, was uh, empowered for Israel's defense. Mm. Samson to judge the Philistines. Then we have David and Solomon, and, and others were specially empowered to accomplish specific tasks on behalf of God's will. You know, when we say empowered, we're not just talking about some little bitty thing that they did. I mean, Moses raised his staff and God parted the Red Sea, and they, by the way, they walked across on dry ground. ground. That's right. Not damp, not, uh, it was dry. And then, we know, Joshua walked around one of the mightiest cities in that area, Jericho, and shouted and blew the horn, and it fell to the ground. Yep. And then, of course, Gideon, that one, tell you what, that's, that, that's some evidence of God's empowering right there, brother. Never had far a shot, did he? Man, <laughs> he, he had 32,000 men. That God reduced through testing down to 300. Yeah. And uh, man, if you thought that uh, King Leonides and the tale of the 300 Spartans was impressive, these guys following God faced a, an army that was compared to, by the way, a swarm of locusts. Yeah. That's a lot. Yes, it is. And they never, like you said, had to fire a shot. They never drew the enemy's blood. No. They shouted, broke the clay pots, held their torch, and shouted. The sword of the Lord and of Gideon. And it said that they were so afraid they started killing one another. They were killing each other. They didn't know. It must have been at night. I guess yeah, it was at night. It had to have been. They and didn't know who the enemy was, and they just they started killing each other. Just started swinging. Yeah, started swinging. And uh, Samson, I mean, Samson whipped all them Philistines with a jawbone of a donkey. Yeah, amen. Um, David, before he was king, God empowered him a shepherd boy, yeah. mind you, a boy with the lion, a bear, and a giant. That's yeah. that's incredible. And then, of course, Solomon was empowered. Why? Because he asked God for wisdom. And God gave him riches and everything else and even empowered him to build the temple. Yeah, that's right. Amen. You know, but on the day of Pentecost, mm -hmm. uh, the empowering of the Holy Spirit fell on the church. Mm -hmm. Now, God, God empowered the church rather than the individuals because the church uh, would always exist. But individuals, well... They die, and if they're empowered, that empowering dies with them mm. because of something that you can't pass on, you know. Right, right. And, brother, this wasn't some big surprise to them either. It had instead been prophesied for many years before that. Yeah, Joel uh, prophesied of that uh, in Joel 2, 28, 29. Uh, it said, uh, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions. Then he continues in 29, it says, 
and upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. Then in Acts 2.16, uh, Paul reveals that this prophecy was fulfilled by the pouring out of the spirit on the church at Pentecost. Well, brother, you see in, in the book of Matthew, in chapter 28 and verse 18, Jesus had come and he, he had his disciples gathered together and, and he shared with them, he said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And brother, that that's not just somebody saying, just some Joe Schmo from Kokomo. That's the Son of God. Amen. And he said, all power, not nothing in the earth and in the in the heaven above could even imagine. It was all-encompassing power. Is what he Universal. Universal power. Throughout the whole universe. You know, in, in the very next verse there, brother, it says uh, that he uses that power or authority to send the disciples into all the nations to teach and baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Now, they were commanded to teach all nations to observe the things that he has, he has commanded them. Uh, Mark 16 and 15 puts it up this way. It says, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Uh, Luke 24, 49, however, they already got the command to go, right? And they're all wound up, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then the Lord tells them, say, now, don't try to do this yet. <laughs> kind of like saying, uh, hurry up and wait. Yeah. Uh, and it, they, they were kind of like, the, what the Lord had just done, brothers, he had just taken a grenade and handed it to them and pulled the pin and said, hang on to that. Yeah, hang on to this until, I, you know, until the Holy Spirit comes, right? <laughs> you know. uh, Acts chapter 1 picks up on this on this story in verse 4 where they are to wait in Jerusalem for the promise of the Father. Now, brother, they didn't have a clue what form that promise would come. They didn't have any idea what was coming. Can you imagine the anxiety that they was facing, uh, waiting for that, wondering what was going to happen? Yeah. And the only thing he knew was, or they knew was, that it would empower them to carry out the great commission uh, that, that God had given them. Well, you know, brother, whenever you think about it, the, um, the first time that Christ came, they thought he was going to come as a king and a conqueror, and he was going to whip the whole Roman army and just set up a foothold right there. So I wonder if some of them didn't think that maybe this empowering they were going to receive, that they were somehow going to be some kind of soldiers and they were going to go out, and they were going to conquer Rome for the Lord. Yeah, kind of like David's mighty men. Or right, yeah. right, yeah. But it was uh, a whole lot different from that, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it sure was. Yeah. It sure was. They were going to do battle on a completely different level. Amen. Spiritual level. <laughs> on a spiritual level. That's right. Uh, Acts 1, you know, it's a spiritual warfare. That's right. Yeah. Acts Don't 1. Don't mind me. Oh, you're uh, messing with my so I can't read nothing. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Acts 1, 5. Give Jesus his last word on the matter. Said John, truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Mm. Then he says, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria <laughs> and unto them unto the uttermost parts of the earth. You know, that had to be some kind of power they were thinking because... They're thinking, we as Jews, and you're going to send us to where? Samaria? Come again. You know, we're going to go to Samaria. This must be some mighty power that's going to be coming. You know, Samaria would really shut out from the entire nation. Yeah. Uh, they would actually, uh, a Jew would actually go to, to the border of Samaria, and they would go 100 miles out of their way. Three or four days. Just just to miss, just so they didn't have to go, go through Samaria and be defiled, you know. <laughs> and here God is saying, you know, 
the gospel is meant for them too, and I praise there God go. it is because it's Amen. meant for us as well. You know? Amen. Now, it was uh, obvious that uh, that from what he was telling us that the first church uh, <coughs> could not carry out the Great Commission in their own power, and, and brothers, neither can we. Uh, they would have squashed the uh, been, been squashed like a bug by the devil and his powers of darkness. They absolutely do not want uh, the gospel to be proclaimed throughout the world. It's right. the one thing that can defeat him. Uh, and they needed a spiritual weapon. And the weapon was the Holy Ghost right. who was poured out on the church. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, the indwelling spirit of God, like we had last week, was a weapon against the flesh. It, uh, it, it helps us to live a holy life. And it's the main reason for that, to avoid temptation. The empowering of the church, however, was a weapon to be used to defeat the devil and preach the gospel to the world. Man's individual spirit is just flat out too weak to overcome the powers of darkness uh, in its, in, uh, on its own. And the flesh itself, well, the flesh is just incapable of doing it because uh, the task of preaching uh, is a spiritual thing. That's right. Uh, and it's not a fleshly thing. You know, that's the interesting thing about it too, brother, is the empowerment that came to the church. Um, these entire few lessons and Whenever you see any of the writings of Paul and he's talking about military or numbers, you can you can just picture the Roman army because that's when he would have been very familiar with in this. And so whenever you think about it in that way, um, a unified church, one that's together and head toward the same goal, instead of being one single soldier, they're kind of like a century, which was comprised of about 80 men or so, and they were led by a centurion. Uh, who was who was put over them to watch over them and to hear orders from the commander and convey it to the the rest of the group, and so uh, it was a mighty power Amen. more so than just one. Uh, you know the the church uh, at this particular time had had received the empowering of the Holy Ghost to carry out the Great Commission, uh, so it's totally the church's responsibility to to use that special empowering. To do what God told them to do with it is to go in all the world and preach the gospel. Now, the, first, the fact that Jesus told his disciples, uh, who, by the way, the disciples were the first called out assembly of born again and, scripture, and scripturally baptized believers, mm. uh, told them to wait. And it shows us that the empowering was needed to carry out the command to go. Uh, the churches uh, were and are the ones endued with the power. And the only ones properly equipped to go into all the world and, and preach the gospel. Because, you know, the, 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 the devil, you know, that's, you were talking about unity a while ago, brother. Uh, a, a church that's unified is, is, the, is the weapon that Satan fears the most, which is why Satan works so hard in splitting it up. That's right. Dividing it up because it breaks the unity and breaks their power. Man, I'm telling you, together, together in a church, you, uh, your, your body being together unified uh, that's a force to be reckoned with uh, in the spiritual world you know that's right see and, and folks if you don't if you're if you're saved and you don't belong to a scriptural New Testament church the very best that you can do is to use the Holy Spirit to stand against the devil and his attacks uh, you can defeat him in your body daily but you can never defeat him in this world for any length of time he's just he's just too smart and too strong uh, for the flesh to deal with effectively. And you know, brother, the, a church is not a one-man show. No. It's not like, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to whip all these things, and it's just me, me, me. Uh, just like the century, 
who had to train together. Brother, these guys, they, they ate together. They slept in the same barracks. They, they knew each other so well that when they went out on the battlefield because they trained together, their might was times 80. Yeah. And, and you know, that's how it is with the church. It's not just a one-man show. Amen. You know, uh, I often wondered, brother, you know, we, on, and I told him uh, here on Wednesday night several times, you know, that I really don't know why, but when we pray together as a church, it seems like our prayers are more effective than when, you know, when we do it on our own. And, uh, and as we put this lesson together, this is the answer to that question. You know, uh, individuals are indwelt, but as a church, we're empowered. Mm-hmm. Uh, one's for standing and the other's for going. Uh, indwelling is, is defensive. Empowering is an offensive weapon. It's very true. You know, um, we also talked about the phalanx, which is where all those soldiers would interlock their shields together and they'd have them on the tops and on the sides. And one man can't cover every bit of himself with a shield. He, he might miss an area and be open and vulnerable to attack. But when he's got his brethren there with him, and he's got 80 shields strong, they can cover the top, the sides, the front, and part of the back even. And that's how it is with the church. Again, it's not just a one-man deal, but you need the whole church. And in it, you have that power, that walking tank. You know, there may be a special empowering of the Spirit to perform certain tasks, uh, but they are that. They're special. And they're given for special occasions. But the general rule, otherwise, to be able to use that awesome Holy Ghost power that, that God has given the church to defeat the devil, you've got to belong to a scriptural New Testament church. Mm-hmm. Uh, the empowering of the Holy Spirit of the church was given to defeat the devil so that the Great Commission can be carried out to the world. Individual Christians indwelt with the Holy Spirit can win souls to the Lord Without any doubt. I mean, I've done it and you've done it. We've all done it on our own, you know. But the church, who is empowered by the Holy Spirit, can win communities and cities, states, provinces. We can win the world, brother. Amen. If we just unify. That's right. And as a church, uh, I believe our vision is a little shallow. Uh, when, when we limit our soul-winning efforts to individuals knocking on doors, um, we're not much more than touching the endless possibilities for soul winning through the church that, that's available to us. Yeah, and, and, and don't read into it wrong. What he's And what he's saying here, uh, door knocking is amazing. And I thank God oh, yeah, uh, yeah. that we, we, we've done it here. And and it is so effective and so amazing. And, and just that faithfulness, God blesses, even though we may not see immediate yield on the field, we see the blessings from it being faithful. And... and we generally consider, though, just a handful of devoted church members, which is often what it is, um, going out and knocking on the doors of people's homes. Uh, it's all good. It's, it's like, brother, you and uh, a couple of the other brethren here are going to go out, and you're going to go knock doors. Well, I'm going to sit in the house and think, well, man, I'm, I'm doing my part just kind of sitting here, and them guys are doing a, a good job. But, brother, that's the thing, though. We're just scratching the tip of the iceberg. Yep. There's so much more there. Uh, and, and we need to be willing to get involved too, not just let somebody else do it. Amen. As we a have church. the power. As, as a church. church. Yeah. You know, when, when we are one mind, uh, ministering the word as one body, 
using the empowering of the Holy Spirit. Holy mackerel, what power we have. Uh, the results of the gospel preaching that we can do are, are endless. Yeah. We can literally win the world. That's true. Uh, but but so many of our churches have let the, let the devil come in and, and, and split them up because some guy made a wrong decision or some guy misspoke something or, or one guy got on another one. or They changed the color of the carpet. Changed the color of the carpet or the curtains or whatever, you know. <laughs> Uh, and and that, man, that's stupid. You, you're, you, the, a church will actually risk the, the all, awesome power of the Almighty God that we have as a body unified for the color of the carpet. Yeah. You know, for it's crying sad. out loud. You know, you know, we, we still need to knock on doors. That's right. Now, I mean, there's no doubt, man. That that works yeah, because uh, lots of souls are are won just that way. Uh, those engaged in that ministry will be greatly rewarded because they're they're engaged in the hand-to-hand -hand combat. You know, right. uh, they're in the trenches on the front lines. You know, but you know, and and while we're doing that, though, let's use the big guns. Uh, you know, social media, uh, community, state, national involvement uh, in the ministry, a revival, a singing, concert, whatever reaches the most most people. You know, I, you know, I I don't think. God's intent for the church as a body and, and empowered with the divine power uh, that God give us was for the purpose of standing still and deflecting the arrows of the devil. No, brother, uh, we, we talked about this. The, the shield of faith was not just to stand still, but it was to step out on faith and move forward. It was a, it was a tool used not only to defend, but to gain ground on the enemy. Yeah. You know, God, God's intent for us as a church uh, uh, is uh, along with other churches, uh, reach out in in uh, uh, reach out in faith and uh, and uh, defeat the devil and take the world by storm, winning them for Christ. Man, that's the uh, that's the ultimate uh, thing that He's intended us to do. You know, brother, it seems like the vision for winning the world for Christ uh, should should reach out in faith a whole lot further than what our churches seem to be doing today. Yeah. They really should. In fact, uh, folks, we're supposed to move forward. Uh, we've we've referenced a song on here before, I believe, and I know we've sang it here called Thrive. We were made yeah. to thrive. We weren't made to, to sit back. We weren't made to get stagnant. We were meant to move forward yeah. for God. And what's so sad is even in most recent times, folks, um, COVID, you know, when when the church needed to stand in the empowerment of God at its most, so, so, so many have permanently closed their doors yeah. because they were told to. And, and folks, it's not the power of man. It's God's power that we stand in. And if we hold tight, he'll bring us through. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I think the Lord, we, we've had some serious run-ins with it here, uh, but God is blessed. And we, we thank him for that. Yeah, amen. And, and folks, we, we just got to hold on. You know, it, it was never God's intent, intent, Kyle, for us to sit, soak, and sour. That's right. You know, we're always supposed to be going forward. And uh, the church is uniquely qualified because of the empowering of the Holy Spirit to go and, and preach. And, uh, and, and we are capable in the Spirit to go a lot further and do a lot more uh, than we're doing now. Uh, Very true. I think I think Peter's preaching, uh, along with the uh, others upon uh, whom the Spirit 
fell at, at Pentecost was God's example to us on how we were used God's empowering to preach the gospel and add to the church. Uh, on the very first day, brother, after being empowered by the Holy Ghost, it says the gospel was preached and 3,000 souls were mm. saved, baptized, and added to the church. Uh, man, that's awesome. The same day. The same day. <laughs> I can't imagine baptizing 3,000 people. But I expect to have some help, don't you? Time to go down to the river. Down to the river. <laughs> down to the river and pray. Yeah, amen. Uh, the Lord empowered the apostles and the disciples to do both individual and corporate preaching in the effort to win souls to Christ. As a church, they used that power that was available to them to cause the gospel to be spread throughout the world and to add souls to the kingdom of God. And folks, that, that commission is still in effect for the church today. The lesson for us is, is to use the empowering of the church as an individual to keep knocking on doors and winning those souls in the trenches. But let's not forget the greater vision for winning souls as a church, not only in our community, but the whole world. The command is to go into all the world. God wouldn't give you a command without the tools to carry out his wish. He never does. Uh, we just need to be more sensitive to his Holy Spirit in order to find out what those tools are and to step out in faith to see what we can do as a church uh, with the tools that he's given us. Uh, we talked about some of those tools in the armor of God. Uh, we're going to be talking about some next week uh, about the fruits of the Spirit. That's right. And, and this empowering of the Holy Spirit is really, really uh, the straw that breaks back of, state, of the Satan's power. Uh, folks, if you're listening here this evening, and uh, you 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 got to know that you're neither indwelt nor empowered of God if the Holy Spirit isn't in you, and the Holy Spirit isn't in you if you've never accepted Christ. He's there. He's just waiting for an invitation uh, for you to ask Him in. Uh, you're just kind of lounging around. Uh, doing whatever the flesh desires or whatever the, even worse, whatever the, the devil suggests. Uh, and uh, uh, you're like, uh, the Bible says you're like a, a reed shaking in the wind. Uh, you, you can't ever see the glories of heaven in this flesh uh, because you've never been born again spiritually. So why don't you do yourself a favor right now? Wherever you're at, admit that you're a sinner without hope. Uh, and, you know, folks, there's nothing you can do on your own to be saved. You can't be good enough. You can't get wet enough. You can't give enough of your time or enough of your money. You can't buy your way in. It's a spiritual, spiritual deal. And God says you got to be born again spiritually. And you do that through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. So you need to believe that Jesus came to save those who are lost and without hope and then confess him as your personal savior and repent of your sins and ask him into your heart to save your soul. And then after you've done that, and I assure you, if you've done that, he'll come in. Determine that he can 
that he came in just like you asked him and you now have been born again spiritually. Thank him for loving you. Uh, thank him for saving you. Thank you for taking, thank him for taking your place on that cross uh, in your punishment. Then, uh, then go find yourself a good New Testament church if there's one available. And I realize that there's, there's folks in the world uh, that's within shot of this, uh, within shot of this, of this, uh, of this broadcast uh, they don't have a New Testament church available, available to you. And for you, I just all I can say is just, you know, get in the Word and study and, and pray and ask the Lord to, uh, to give you an understanding through the Holy Spirit of what the Scriptures say. And then go out and put that into action, you know. Uh, anyway, start sharing what you have learned and start serving and worshiping the Lord no matter where you have world. Brother, you want to sing us a song? I've got a good one tonight. Another good one going on here. Oh, yeah. yeah.
body of called out, scripturally saved, scripturally baptized, scripturally baptized empowered, empowered believers. believers. Amen. With the command to go into all the world and preach the gospel. All right. So let's just do it. That's right. Amen. I'll tell you what, folks. Uh, if you if you don't belong to a Scripture New Testament church, we said, uh, look and find one. If you have one nearby, get involved. Get in there and uh, experience that, that wonderful, wonderful, wonderful uh, feeling of that empowerment of being a part of a Scripture New Testament church, folks. There's, there's just nothing like it. And, and you know, one of the wonderful things, too, about being a part of a church is that encouragement and, and just that power in, in prayer together and, and spending time with one another. Amen. You're never alone in the right. New Testament church. That's never right. alone. Not only do you have jobs, you got all the believers around you pulling for you and praying for you. That's right. Amen. We're going to be doing some of that in here in just a little bit. Okay, amen. We have a prayer amen. service tonight. Uh, by the way, if you live in our area, uh, Stephen City area, Winchester area, uh, we are a scriptural New Testament church, and we would love to have you come visit with us. Amen. And that's uh, 1400 Fairfax Pike. Um, that's actually white, white, post. white post. Yeah, you put it in, <laughs> in your GPS. You put it in your GPS. You better put white post. You can wind up in Fairfax Street in Stephen City if you don't. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, I encourage you to come on out. We have you know Sunday and Wednesday services. Uh, for those of you who are watching us tonight, uh, on your Facebook, we, we would love it if you would push that little heart button on the side there and give us a, a love and then push the share button. Uh, that helps us go out to so, so many people. Um, I shared this a little while ago, but it just bears sharing again. Um, whenever you push that button and share it, one share could mean maybe 30 people might see it. That's right. Amen. Uh, six, seven shares could be hundreds of people. Amen. They get to hear it. They get the gospel. That's right. And then also, um, you can check out our podcast. You can find it on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple, Google, uh, Overcast. There, there's eight different places that we have our podcast out and available. Uh, and then, of course, YouTube. You can check us out. we got a channel there called Liberty Baptist. Or, I'm not, not Liberty Baptist. Liberty Roundtable. Liberty Roundtable. Liberty Roundtable. Yeah. And so, uh, we encourage it. If you go there, mash the like button. Hit the subscribe button, and then neat thing about YouTube is they have a little bell that's right next to that subscribe, and that's for alerts. That means when a brand new video comes up, you get a text message. It goes ding. Yep, gives you a ding. <laughs> so ding. Hey, guess what? They uploaded another one. Yeah. So, and we we thank you so much. We appreciate your prayers. Yeah. Uh, as as we continue to do this, we're looking forward to the year coming up. Um, for those of you who are on our podcast, there will be a special uh, introduction to our next series. On the podcast, uh, for those of you on here, Brother Doug already alluded to it. We're going to be looking at, uh, we've already looked at the armor, we've looked at the empowering, and now we're going to look at the fruits yeah, amen. of the Holy Spirit that are giving us the day of we're saved. So, uh, Should it take a few weeks? Uh, hopefully. Yeah, amen. Take our time, get it done. So, our next series, Fruits of the Spirit. Amen. Encourage you to check it out. All right, well, we're going to uh, close in a word of prayer. Amen. All right? Father in heaven, we thank you so much. What a wonderful, wonderful day you've given us, Father. Uh, the, the, the very privilege of being able to come to your house, Lord. Being able to sing praises to your name, open your word freely. God, we thank you so much. And I know there may be even those that are listening to us, Lord, that may not have that same privilege. And God, I pray that you would just bless them as they continue to serve you faithfully. 
Lord, we just ask that you would uh, help us, Father, to realize the empowering that we, we've been given, Lord. Lord, we have mighty, mighty, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. At the moment we're saved, we have the armor of God. We have the, uh, we, we have the fruits of the Spirit, God, and we have that, that indwelling uh, of, of your Holy Spirit, Lord. And I pray that you would, if there's one that's listening that doesn't know Jesus Christ, that you would burden their heart, that they would come to know you before it's too late, Lord. And then, in obedience, they would follow you in scriptural baptism and joining to a New Testament church, Lord, uh, that they might join up with the century, with the Amen. battalion, Lord, as we do battle against the devil, Father. And I pray that you be with our sister churches, Lord. There are so many that are, are hurting right now, Lord, some that... Uh, have even temporarily closed down due to this virus, Lord. And I pray that you would continue to bless them and sustain them, Lord, and, and help them to flourish and thrive even in the midst of all this, Lord. And I know that they will as long as they hold to you. Father, it's your power, not our own, that we claim. Lord, all these things we ask in the name above all names, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, folks, for listening. See you next week. See you next week. Lord willing. Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. Amen. Which is possible right here. Yeah, very much possible. <laughs>